With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym, and what I like to do on the pod is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to talk about sex and sexuality with me. Um, today, I have a very exciting guest. This is my first episode that I'm recording, recording post-surgery, so a little foggy, <laughs> a little bit of a brain fog. And I guess, I, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it at this point, so I might just give a little a little update before I introduce my guest. So I had a wrist surgery. It's from an injury that I had almost two years ago at this point. The intention is like to get a bit more mobility back. So it was supposed to be kind of a smaller procedure. A couple complications turned out um, that it's kind of a bigger procedure, surgery and recovery time. So like I'm, I'm healing. It's going to be fine. I'm going to get like a little bit more mobility back. Honestly, probably not too much beyond that bit disappointing. I'm dealing with it. I have lots of support and I appreciate everybody's well wishes. But uh, without further ado, I would love to announce my guest for this episode. This is going to be a really fun one, everybody. Please welcome to the mic, full service and kink worker and also adult content creator, Amber Wild. Hey, Amber. Hi. How are you? I am doing so well. Thank you for asking. Oh, <laughs> it's <is> my pleasure. <laughs> um, this is going to be fun. I feel like we're just going to kind of jam on conversation and see what comes up. But I think Hell we've got yeah. a lot in common and we've got so much that um, that we can get around to talking about today. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, for instance, since like everything I do at this point is I see it through a kink lens, I'm interested <laughs> in knowing like, okay, so you're a full service worker that also does kink work. So like specifically with your kink stuff, what types of things do you maybe most often get up to? So I don't do a ton of kink work, I will say. Um, mainly because I won't do it with like new clients and stuff. Like I have to see you once or twice before I get to the point where I'm comfortable with that. Cause like anyone who does kink knows it can be dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. And a lot of the time I think, yeah, people get wrapped up in the fantasy of what that means without really kind of looking at the reality of it. So a lot of the times when a client comes and just like straight up asks, about doing kink that I haven't seen before. I'm like, mm, what is your experience level? And like, be honest, please. Uh, and I, I find that it's not like there's really a, a like a criteria for people to fill out. I Maybe I should make a form or something. Cause I know that they're like those forms do exist, but 
Uh, they do but also like for me even with forms I'm like yeah they fill out the form but like for me I just kind of skim it I never put too much planning or put too much like weight into what I read in the form like because it's all going to come out when I see you in person and then get get a chance to actually like ask you clarifying questions like that so I get you not having a form and just like seeing them a couple times in other contexts and then being like oh okay I think this would be a good fit kink wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't want to diminish the, like the, the trust that needs to be there for like a regular session. Right. But I feel like with kink that it's more heightened because there's more that can go wrong and stuff. So I, I feel like, like I'm way, I'm way more picky about who I, I do kink with versus just full service. Yeah. And I mean, that doesn't have to be like a commentary, you know, a broad kind of, opinion on oh kink is more a quote-unquote dangerous or riskier than full service work or anything like that it's just a personal preference and that can be like you require certain screening for these activities versus these activities that's just like to me it's like that's just a personal preference thing yeah for sure yeah and there's so many others I know that do kink as well like they offer the same services that I do but they complete they approach it in like a completely different way yeah and that's our, you know, that's all our prerogative, right? Like, mm-hmm. because kink is also such a broad thing. It's like, well, you can't do everything and you can't cater to everyone. And there's no, it's kind of subversive. So there's no real script. I guess there are some like heteronormative scripts that exist in kink. There are actually, I'm not going to say I guess. There are, <laughs> but like, yeah, in general, it's kind of a thing like polyamory. It's like you kind of got to just do it your own way. I don't know. At least that's yeah. how I feel in my experience. Yeah. And I, to be honest, I think that's one of the things that sort of drove me towards this industry in the first place is being able to just do things your own way. And there's sort of like, I mean, as long as you're not hurting anybody and you're being like as safe and you know good to you as you possibly can be, there is really no wrong way to do it and you can format your business in any way that you want. And I think that that's like, I'm a very like independent person and that was something that definitely like drew me in for sure. Yeah. And something we didn't mention or tell me if you don't want this mentioned for any reason, but I know you're a non-binary person as well. So that's another just way you can exist on the spectrum of like, just like not to say like vanilla sex can't be a spectrum because it absolutely can but I think traditionally it isn't you know what I mean again with like heteronormative kind of um you know rules or traditions or whatever um but like kink maybe has more potential that you can just actually for instance have non-dick centric like (laughs) erotic you know play together yeah which for a lot of people that like maybe straight het people all say that like um cis people that have that have sex it's like we all I don't know we all know what that looks like yeah without even having to discuss it kind of Mm-hmm. Even though I would love if we had conversations, like the same conversations we have, like the negotiation before a kink scene. I would love if we still did that for every time we had any other type of like sex or whatever. Do you oh, agree? I know, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that would be that would be such a dream, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so I'm curious. Okay, since you offer both uh, professionally, I'm wondering like, so 
how does how differently does that conversation look versus like depending on what you're doing in a session does it look super different or or do you kind of do a similar have a similar process i'd say the process is fairly similar to be honest um if i if i do have a client who uh who asks and it, it you know it skipping past the part where like, yes, I know them. Yes, I'm comfortable with them and all that kind of thing. Um, I tend to start breaking down like what it is that they're actually looking for. Cause I think that, uh, sometimes when people come to see me, like I get the, I get the sense sometimes that like what they really want to do is go to someone like you, like go to a professional dom, but they're like a little bit scared of what that interaction looks like. So they came to me instead. So yes. there's a little bit of having to like, okay, so like, yes, you say it, you want to choke me, sure. But like, okay, what is the actual fantasy that you're going for? And trying to kind of get to the like sub layer, I guess, like the subtext that they're trying to get at. The intention. Yeah. 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 And seeing if there's a more productive way we can have the conversation other than just like, I want to spank you. Okay, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so does that look differently if it's like a a session for you that is not including kink like would you still be like okay hey, what activities would you like to do what's your experience level what's the intention would you still kind of do a little bit of chat about that first um honestly sometimes yes if they prompt it but I would say probably 90% of the time when I'm with just like a vanilla client, we just kind of go for vanilla sex and the most conversation we kind of have about it other than just like the typical, like, is there anything you're uncomfortable with and that kind of stuff. Um, the only other question that's kind of different that I might ask is like, do you have a favorite position? Um, and if they list like multiple, then I can kind of break it down like how that hour is going to go in my brain in terms of like, oh, we've done 10 minutes. Let's maybe switch it up so that they have a chance to experience both of these things. Is that kind of, um, but that's about as in depth as I'll get, to be honest. Other than that, I'm a very, like, I'm, I'm a very go with the flow person in general. Um, and especially at work, I like, like, um, I like to follow the other person's lead in their energy and uh, just sort of, I, I guess like kind of lead them without realizing they're being led <laughs> would be the way to put it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, uh, yes to time management. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, that's one of the main reasons, like one of the reasons why we want to know what would you like to do? Like for, you know, wh whatever session it looks like, whether it's just like, what are your favorite positions? Or like, what are your favorite kink activities? It's like, one of the reasons we want to know that we want to talk about that first before doing it is because we want to make sure we do it. We want to make sure we fit it in with the rest of the stuff that we had planned, mm -hmm. perhaps, or that we would like to do, or like that most people like to do. So we, we do them, you know, it's like, that's one great reason that we want to talk about it first is to make sure that like you're getting your favorite position you're getting your your needs met out of the session or your wants or desires met out of the session so i mm -hmm. feel like that's that's a great question to ask like what are your favorite positions oh thank you does the trick yeah 
Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of, like, the amount, I don't, again, honestly, like, nine times out of ten, I'll get just sort of like a, uh, missionary's good. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's go and with the traditional. Like, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a classic for a reason, right? Like, Yeah, it's a good one. There's a lot that's good about it. Eye contact, like, mm-hmm. you're in a good position to touch each other, you know? It's intimate. Yeah. It can be a nice, like, resting position, too, if, like, if one of you um, isn't as, like, strong as the other or anything like that. It's kind of nice because then, exactly, it's kind of nice because it gives them that space to just sort of, like, lie back, mm-hmm. um, which I, I find is really helpful, especially with, like, older clients who don't necessarily have, like, the insane like let's fuck against the wall kind of energy that the younger folks sometimes do (laughs) yeah Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-huh and that's kind of an interesting thing since we mentioned this like time management thing is like with positions like some are not as sustainable as others and then when you layer on things (laughs) like their age or their mobility and how that might inform how long they can do a certain position it's like then in your head as a provider you're kind of like okay I'll leave the most room for this part you know that I know you know can be longer and then I don't need to leave as much time for this because like that that's the stuff that goes on in my head so it's like that Mm. stuff and then also what's their favorite stuff because you want to leave more time for that and create more of a focus on that it's like a lot of things we're kind of thinking about in that way like time management ways for sure um I like this other thing you mentioned that I think absolutely is correct is like us as providers, we do have to kind of go with the flow, as you mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. It's like we can't really have this super formulaic way of like talking beforehand and this this is how the play goes and then this is how after goes. Like we obviously have our routines and we obviously have our preference of how we want our sessions to be run, but you know, a lot of that can change on the fly, depending on what the client is bringing into the room. Um, you know, and a lot of times we're happy to do that. And sometimes that can create a bit of tension, especially for me as like a dominant role. I'm like, right, you come to see me because, and I know there's no power dynamic existing outside of um, the scene, right? Mm-hmm. But like, in general, I'm like, if you're coming to see a provider, I don't know. I'm like, I'm the professional. So like, I'm good at this, you know? (laughs) And and like, if we've been in the industry a while, it's like, I've been, I have a lot of experience under my belt and a lot to add to this. So Mm -hmm. if like you as a client are coming in and you're kind of wanting to micromanage every part of the, uh, every part of this experience, it's like, to me, I'm, I'm a little like, "Hmm," you know, like, Sure, sure. I can be a service top and just kind of run through this list of things in the way you want them and be a little robot, sex robot, King Dispenser. Um, King Dispenser. You know, I can do that. Sure. But honestly, I'm going to enjoy it and a way more and I'm going to feel a lot more connected with you if you're letting me really letting me collaborate. Do you feel that way as well? Or what are your thoughts? Yeah, for sure. I, um, no, I, I, I've dropped a client before for that reason actually right right um yeah he 
I mean, that specific instance, yeah, I'd been working with a dom, so I'd been coming in as, like, like a submissive, full-service side piece, I guess. Yes, I, wor- I work with I work with those, and I love those Excellent. folks. Yes, yes, I am aware yeah. of the situation. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird one to describe to people, but yeah, so I've done that quite a few times. Um, and the last time, one of the times that I did it uh, was with a client of Lady Azelle's, and he was just very, um, like, like you said, micromanagey. Like, he would have like pages and pages of notes for her about like what he was thinking. And, right. And I think that part of it, I think was anxiety. Like, like, I think it was sort of the, like, like that, that unwillingness to let go. Yeah. 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 So I think he was kind of trying to like top from the bottom, I guess, but it was just so constant and it's he he was never the type of like he never i guess like showed his gratitude or anything like he he uh, you know he he never like you know brought in a box of chocolates to say thank you or you know like not that that's a necessity of course but like he never did anything to kind of offset the fact that he was asking her to do like so much homework and then he started doing it to me as well and so by the third time i was like <laughs> get out <laughs> you're right it's that thing of like you know you don't we don't expect a gift every time blah 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 but you know what when you are a little high maintenance or as you said when you do require homework or prep you know to be done like memorize this script or like you know some (laughs) activities take a lot of prep um just for your body to be able to do them when the session comes it's like you feel a certain way when the client is kind of not recognizing or as you said giving like really gratitude for that that was that particular session you know required a lot more work um for the providers (laughs) like like you better be tipping like and, Mm -hmm. and that's the thing it's like you know that's the thing with boundaries right it's like okay we decide our rates, right? But sometimes a tip, you know, or a gift or whatever will offset the fact that like, okay, well, all the activities you're asking, like, it should be a higher rate, and then I'm happy to do them. So how the client could offset that is just a tip, give a good tip, you know what I mean, recognizing that or the how the Mm -hmm. provider could offset that is by, you know, being like, okay, well, these uh, require a prep fee, you know, these certain activities or you know, if we'll do that script, I'm happy to do that script. However, that requires like a homework fee or a memorization fee. Uh, Miss Cl- Miss Chloe Mars calls it a sweat tax. Mm-hmm. We, um, yeah, if I've got a sweat, if, I've, <laughs> if it's aerobic enough, I like a request that. that I'm sweating, you know, it's an extra fee. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. re- like wrestling, like takedown, <laughs> like stuff that's like physically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. It's like, okay, so if I'm going to extra work for you, like, the least you can do is leave a little extra. Like, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I do want to specify that that was, like, that is an extreme example. I have never had anybody like him before. Yeah, I'm happy to hear it's few and far between. And for me, it is too. But like, yeah, for instance, like, I got an inquiry from a perfectly polite 
person. Like, as far as inquiries go, first inquiries go, you know, they spoke in full sentences. Um, <laughs> they, you know, uh, they, <laughs> they like made it precise, <laughs> like a concise email rather than telling them their whole life story and none of the information I actually need to book them in. So as far as inquiries that way, it was like, okay. However, like they asked like four questions, you know, and all of the questions were like, do you offer this thing that for me is like those activities that like I don't love to offer? And if I do, it would be at an extra fee. Mm. So like for me, it's like that's a hard first impression of like you haven't even met me yet. Speaking of this thing where you said you like to meet your kink people first or you know, do a couple sessions first mm-hmm. before doing it. That to me, I'm like, okay, why don't you just session with me first, right? And then, and then we can inquire yeah. about these activities. Like to get these four inquiries about stuff that's like, like required prep for it, quite, uh, quite honestly, you know. And already I'm like, wow, this person's gonna be feels high maintenance. Um, so I yeah. kind of shut it down. Oh, I was just not like, a good feeling. I said exactly the truth of like, yeah, but you would have to pay, you know, extra for that, basically. And again, I'm happy to do it if he does. But that was a lot for a first email. I was like, I get this thing you're saying about like, why don't we just do it once regular? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we can mm-hmm. talk about, you know, amping it up. Exactly. So what are your favorite kink activities to offer in your work? Oh, I will say I like teaching people how to choke properly. Um, it's so necessary. It's so needed. And just in general, like I just like getting choked. So I'm always happy when a client wants to do that. Um, but I always like I don't ever just go into that trusting that they know how I get them to like show me before we go into it um because you know burn me once Mm -hmm. nope (laughs) um no and I mean that makes extra sense now that you're like yeah I'm not going to do kink right when I meet you because if kink if choking is one of the kink activities that like people are requesting like that's actually like one of the riskiest activities exactly there, there is exactly like, it, it just plainly is one of the riskiest activities you can do. So it's like, yeah, if someone... I've had the same thing, like, in my fucking, like, outside of work. People just reach for their throat. I'm like, <laughs> what the literal fuck are you doing? Yeah, you have to be like, ah, no, no. So I get it. Yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. Immediately, no. Um, but on the, yeah, on the flip side of that, too, though, it's really fun to teach people. And, like, that... I find that there's uh, this moment, like, when they get it, when, and you kind of give them, like, the thumbs up, and they just light up, and they're like, I did it! I did it! You're like, yeah, yeah, you did. Yeah! Right? That's cute, yeah. exactly. It's one of those, like, I, like, I love kink, and I, like, I do love the scenes where it does get, like, very intense and brutal and stuff, like, that can be really fun, um, but... I am the type of person who will laugh my way through sex every time. Um, I will joke around and like make little comments. Um, and yeah, so those yeah. cute little moments of connection, like I live for that shit. I love it. Okay. So knowing that, what does like a session with you, no matter what activity <laughs> you're doing, what does a session with you feel like? Do you think? Um, I, I hope, comfortable and natural 
April would be would, would be my like my, my two top words of choice I guess um yeah I I find like my uh my company tends to uh, and I, I, this isn't like a hard and fast rule or anything but like they if they have like kind of nervous new people I'm one of the providers that they will send those people to um because I don't like I I am just a very natural person I don't tend to put on like I don't put on a personality really um for those who come see me in person I kind of just I, I just meet them at the energy level that they bring into the space. And I, like I mentioned, I, the go with the flow thing, I kind of, like, I I find that I'm pretty good at reading people's vibes. Um, and I like kind of just sussing out their vibes and going from there. Uh, so every session, this is so redundant to say that every session looks a little different. Well, duh. But right. it does. It does. I don't, it's worth saying. It's worth <laughs> exactly. saying. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I like to spend a few minutes talking to them first. Um, I, I have some people who kind of just like go right in for the kill. And I'm like, all right, this is fine too. But uh, especially if they're a new person. And if I can tell that this is maybe like either they haven't seen a provider before or they've seen a provider, but like probably not recently given their body language. Um, I find that just, I like to start with a conversation that has nothing to do with what we're doing. Um yeah, a bit of small talk. Yeah, yeah. and I, it kind of, yeah, I find that that kind of helps them settle and kind of form that connection in their brain of like, oh, no, this is a real person. I'm not just looking at a picture on the internet anymore. Cool. Yes. And yeah, it sort of, like, it gets you on the same, on, on the same wavelength, I guess. Yeah, and then when you, when you go in for the physical stuff, I find that that tends to go a lot smoother if you've already kind of had those moments where you were kind of sort of giggling together and you know if you start out with a hug rather than a kiss then that kind of like I don't know because like there's so many more people in your life that you would hug versus make out with and I find that if you start out with a hug it sort of helps them conceptualize who you are as a person in their brain wow absolutely I think that's kind of brilliant um what this feels like to me is like it's going to kind of ground you both in reality, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Because a lot of people have that fantasy thing about providers. So I think you coming in exactly as you said, like hug first, have a bit of small talk, you know, take a moment to like slow down a bit, get comfortable, like you said, like comfort and um, natural. I like that word because it does that exact same thing. It's like this grounding thing of like, this is, we're two people, we're two humans connecting. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm not the person in your head doing everything you want. Um, you know, I'm a real fucking human. Like, so let's connect on that level. And then that, that will only make the rest of like, make the sex, make the play feel more kind of, maybe authentic or yeah. natural as you said like like just kind of the flow of it will be, it changes the flow of it you coming in with like um kind of a grounding 
grounding activities such as small talk like some people you know knock small talk like <laughs> i only have want to have real conversations it's like well small talk does a lot of things yeah to two for two people who have just met you know yeah exactly. it's actually very useful specifically in that situation so i'm glad you brought that Thank up you. yeah and not to mention yeah. too like in terms of getting to like the big talks like like i'm sorry but the reality of the situation is that i'm taking like four clients a day or five clients or, you know, however many I get, but I am not going to have five different life talks throughout the course of the day. Like that would wreck me. Like, I just, I can't do that. <laughs> like that is too much. Yeah. yeah. That's a hard day. Yeah. I'm also like, I, I'm neurodivergent. I have autism and the, the idea of trying to get to that place with five different people in the span of a few hours makes me want to cry. The Bedpost Podcast is sponsored by Come As You Are. Founded as a worker-owned cooperative, Come As You Are has a fundamentally anti-capitalist and feminist approach to sexual pleasure, health, and education. Come As You Are doesn't profit from your pleasure and only stocks products that they truly love and believe in. Come As You Are has been voted best sex shop in Toronto since 1997. Check them out at comeasyouare.com or 254 Augusta Avenue in Toronto's own Kensington Market. We are also sponsored by Club M4 Toronto. Club M4 is the largest sexually charged lifestyle club in the GTA. And now you can go to their website, www.clubm4.com. But one of my favorite things to do is to go on to Instagram at Club M4 Events and check out what they have going on. So just scrolling through here, we have Wednesday afternoon play party, game night, threesome Fridays, sexy lingerie, Club M4's Fetish Fantasy, and New Year's Eve Glitz and Glamour. If anything looks interesting and you want to check it out, head on down to Club M4 at 1989 Dundas Street, Mississauga. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So this is interesting because I feel like. There's always some discourse about this, right, on like, I don't know, Twitter or like Reddit or whatever, how people have this perception, they see our hourly rate, right, which mm -hmm. is quite high. And then people have this perception of us that we're working 
we're, we're millionaires because we're working <laughs> nine to five, five days a week, right? Mm-hmm. So it's this thing of like, to me personally, I know, I mean, I'm 40 at this point and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just, I'm, I've slowed down a lot in my life. Like, <laughs> so, you. you know, one of the reasons I went into this type of work is because it allows me to work infrequently and of course there's a lot of prep and a lot of admin in between the sessions Mm -hmm. like 90% of our work is that actually but like the fact that I don't have I I I don't know if I can work like night eight hours straight five days a week anymore I couldn't but anyways this is interesting so you said four to five sessions you could have a day to me that feels high volume but obviously it's very subjective Mm -hmm. and like so not to get us ask a super technical question, but like, how often would you do a day like that? Or like, what does your, I guess, frequency look like for you? Mm. Um, so not recently, to be honest, uh, I've been off for a while. Um, this is not the only gig that I have. And I got a contract in my other line of work that has kept me very, very busy for the past few months. So for the, uh, we also, um, not to get way too personal, but uh, we also had a death in the family in October that really hit hard. So, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Yeah i i took a I took a long break because I just I couldn't. Um, yeah. So it's honestly been a while since I worked like as solidly as I used to. I guess. Um, right. But so it doesn't happen all that often that I would get like four or five clients. Like I would say, I would say at this point, I would say that probably four clients would be my maximum that I would do a day. If I got someone who was like a tried and true client, like somebody I knew really well, and they were trying to like sneak in for a fifth session or something, like if they asked at the last minute or something like that, I would make an exception in that case. But I don't think that I would do just like five, full sessions of just like that would be a little a lot so typically on a work day I'll end up doing like two or three I think would be my average um there are days when I only get one and that's okay I'm also not the greatest at advertising I will admit so it's I I actually wrote this uh in a tweet a little while back about how I'm kind of just like I feel like I'm kind of the friendly neighborhood stray who just kind of like pops up every once in a while but you never quite know when they're gonna show up not a stray (laughs) just like you know that one cute little barn cat that no one actually really knows where they go when they're not around (laughs) we just hope they're eating we just Mm -hmm. hope somebody's feeding them yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's like that I mean, that's common, I think, to kind of, um, I mean, a lot of people that do our work, let's be honest, there are a lot of neurodivergent <laughs> folks, and there are a lot of, struggle with that word, um, and there are a lot of disabled folks, right? Like, mm-hmm. so I do think it's actually very common to have, like, inconsistency in how much you can work or desire to work right for so sure like, yeah sometimes you're like yeah throw me four clients throw me five clients even maybe if it's a regular but sometimes it's like 
yeah, I could never do that. And I can't even picture myself doing that. But like, then suddenly one day you're like, hell yeah, let, I'm, I'm showing up to work to work today. Yeah, <laughs> give, exactly. up, give me everything. Like, yeah. you know, just because yeah. I'm able to and in the mood. But, for sure. Yeah. And I work yeah. for Allegra. Um, and I like, I'm sure you've had other Allegra folks on here in the past at some point. And yep. Like, one of the things I love about uh, the way that we run things is that when we sign in for the day, we get like, there's a little chart that they give us that basically just a little like a little questionnaire that tells them where we're at. And we can say like, you know, um, like mark this as green if you're good to go and we can just send you clients or like if you want us to check with you first like mark it as yellow like we have a system so that they know like if we only want to do what we're booked for already or if we're like open to just like checking clients at us that day and having having those nuances is incredibly helpful and you can change them throughout the day too which is nice yeah. Okay. So if you show up and you're like, yeah, throw everything at me. And then midday, you're like, actually, <laughs> <laughs> that morning felt a lot longer than I anticipated. Exactly. Yep. Oh, yeah. And I've definitely done that before, too, where like, I like, you know, I had like an hour and a half left on the clock or whatever. And I ended up just messaging them being like, I'm out. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm out. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so good about that. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's interesting. Like, um, we have like, we've been through a couple different admin people at Ritual Chamber. (laughs) And it's interesting to see like how differently they do it. Because we've had some admin people that like, if you're if you get booked for one session, on one day, then they try to throw you as many possible as possible on the same day so that you're not just coming in for like one. Mm-hmm. And then there are some admin people that want to give you like, you know, one, you know, over a, one every day for like a number of days in a row, like, and then there are admin people that like ask how we prefer it, because, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, that's subjective, too. And like, <laughs> yeah, it's funny, I prefer the thing of like, okay, if I'm going in for one, like, give me two, give me three, maybe not, not beyond three, that would maybe be my max, mostly because for me I get multi hours right so then totally so then beyond three like that's a lot of hours that I'm there and then usually a break of an hour in between and it's like this just ends up being the longest fucking day in the world but I have heard from other house doms that they're like I have three sessions today and I literally want to shoot myself like this is my worst nightmare and I'm like oh my god wow <laughs> oh, no. I love that so it's just like yeah it's so subjective right but like mm-hmm. Would I want a day like that every day? Absolutely not. Not five days. Like, five days of that, and I would shoot myself. Like, not to, yeah, that's you know, too much. That, that's way too much. <laughs> but, like, you know, one day, two days of the week like that, I'm like, hell yeah, give... That's that's a great work week for me. Yeah. Nice. So good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, you brought up something that's an interesting talking point, I think. Mm-hmm. And you said about, okay, if a regular inquires, you know, um, that you've session with any, you know, many times, like, then you'll, you'll tack them on. Yeah, um, perhaps, right. I think this is interesting, because sometimes there's like, regulars have a different, um, require a different type of emotional labor, I think, than first time clients. Yeah. Um, and like, it's real that they feel really different 
for me personally, like whether I know I'm seeing a regular if, or if I know this is a person I haven't seen before. And I, and I'm in a totally different headspace, I guess, going into the session. And I'm wondering if like that is similar for you or how do you feel about that? I would definitely agree. Uh, it's, yeah, there is, you're right. There is like a, there's a very big difference. So I, I find with regulars, um, yeah, sometimes, sometimes new clients can be nice because like, especially if you get one that like, isn't too interested in actually getting to know you and you know, they're just here for the session and then they're gonna, you know, go their merry way. Um, yeah, that is kind of nice because it's a bit of a brain break and I can just be like, okay, I'm just gonna shut my brain off and have sex for an hour. Perfect. But um, I do like one of my favorite parts of this job is that I get to meet people that I would never, ever come across just like in my personal life. And it's so lovely getting to meet those people. And when they come back for more because they genuinely like me and like my company, like that means a lot. And it's I find like with new clients, as as nice of a brain break as it can be, there's always like the the gears are always turning in that first session and you're sort of trying to figure out not only like, you know, are they having a good time? Is there something more that I can be doing for them? Or like, should I be changing things up a little bit? But also like just trying to figure out if they actually like you, I guess. And I, I don't say that isn't like, or like what's happening, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it can be hard to suss out sometimes. Yeah, like, if they don't, I mean, obviously, like, if they don't like me, they're just not going to book me for an next session, and then that's fine. Have fun. Right. Please go find a provider who is better for it's you. It's a better fit. Yeah. Yeah. But I try not to spend, like, too much time on that, because it's not like I actually, you know, I don't go to bed worrying about it or anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's not... <laughs> Um, Stop keeping me awake at night. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Yeah. yeah. But it is kind of nice that, like, because I do kind of, you know, I, I like when they first come in for that session, it, it is, there is that thing of just like, I do want you to like me, you know? Um, like, I want you to want to come back. So with those, with returning clients, with, with my regulars and stuff, you know, when they walk into the room, I know that they like me. So there's a, like, I can relax a little bit with them because I know that, like, they already know me. They already like me. I don't have to like be extra smiley or anything like that. I can just be like, "Hey, what up?" And they're like, "Hey." And that's yeah. Like... Hey, buddy. Hey, pal. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's funny. Um, I I think that's um a good um a good comparison for that for folks who aren't um who aren't providers. I think maybe a good analogy is like picture when you're going on a first date with somebody versus somebody you've been on a bunch of dates with mm-hmm. right and and think of like how those feel different and like how one might more like you mentioned engage have to engage your brain a bit more and maybe you have to be on a bit more maybe the other you can be a bit more relaxed feel a little more confident comfortable authentic maybe mm-hmm. and then for me I feel like there is this like there is this thing that you mentioned too of like, okay, I won't, you know, if they're really not interested in connecting with me on a super emotional or mental way, then I can kind of just, it, it can feel easier in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Like if it's just like, okay, I can just do the physical thing. 
um, and not have to be quite so on in these other ways. It's like interesting, these balancing acts, like for me, because like a first timer coming to see me, for me, that's pretty easy. It feels pretty easy because like I have a, a really good formula for that. And w- once again, you know, none, no session looks the same and no client mm-hmm. looks the same. However, if they have a similar <laughs> request, like a lot of first timers have a similar request of like, for instance, I don't know what I like. Mm-hmm. can you just show me a bunch of things? And I'm like, great, I've got, I know what that scene looks like. And of course, it's, I'm going to alter it depending on what feedback I'm getting from them throughout and whatnot. But like, I got that session in the bag, you know, and I can, and I'm mm-hmm. fairly, I'm pretty, pretty confident that I can like blow the person's mind, you know, sometimes <laughs> I don't absolutely. And you just, it's like, well, fuck, fuck that formula, I guess sometimes <laughs> just doesn't work for everybody. But like, I feel like by the like fourth, fifth time you've seen someone, you know, you're not using a formula really. And maybe if you had been, you got to think of a new one and maybe you're thinking of how can I do new things with the per- this person or how can we amp things up? Sometimes it's like a journey of they want to be layering on more intensity. It can sometimes be difficult in that way. But on the other hand, like you said, it's like, well, maybe I don't have to be doing any of that with people four or five sessions in and beyond because they just like me and they're fine with anything because they like me and they are booking me to spend time with me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's lovely getting to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes I do this thing because I'm I'm bad with um, (laughs) I'm bad with names. I'm really bad with names. (laughs) really bad with names. Uh, When I see the person, obviously I know if I know them or not or whatever. But like when I get the form in the email, it says a name. Um, Sometimes I go in expecting a new person um, because there's no, I don't know, history of a thread attached or whatever Mm -hmm. um, to the email. But like, and then I open the door and it's a regular, like sometimes I'm like, oh, 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 oh." like I gotta, I gotta re. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did this like I did this earlier this year where uh, I have a client who comes in from the states. He's absolutely lovely, um, and for the past few times that he's been down, he's organized a duo with me and another provider, and it's been so much fun. Like the three of us really click. It's been really, really lovely. Um, but the first time that he messaged me, well, I, not our first conversation, but when he messaged me this year, I completely he has a really similar name to another of my clients who comes from the states so I totally thought it was this other guy so when I was asking <laughs> my fellow provider if she would be okay and I was getting giving her the download and I was giving her this description of this completely other person and it wasn't until no. um yeah yeah <laughs> It literally wasn't until he and I were talking later and I was like, oh yeah, because like last time you were, I, I think I was asking like what hotel he was staying at or something. Because I was like, oh yeah, because I remember last time you were like da 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 da. And he was like, wait, what? No, I wasn't. I was like, you weren't? And it, yeah, it didn't click until he was oh like, my God. no, I, I haven't been to Canada since like before the pandemic or something like that. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> who am I talking to? Shit. And... <laughs> Who am I talking to? We did figure it out. I like I it did eventually click and luckily like honestly pretty much 
all the things that I've been saying about the other person were very applicable to this person as well in terms of just like he's very lovely he's a like he's a very soft like mild-mannered person so like I hadn't given her any incorrect information but it was just really funny that I was talking about a completely different client <laughs> you know what I have a couple good stories about pretty much exactly that <laughs> exactly that how I mean they're not long stories or whatever but like I um I have two clients that have a very similar both first and last name. Oh no! And I I I get them confused a a lot, and like I'll literally have like one person has very specific um they're a foot person so like they mm -hmm. have a very specific like nail polish request. Oh. Okay. And I have literally painted my nails in a very specific way and shown up, and it's not the guy; it's the other guy. Like like. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> shown up with the wrong outfit request for not the right person um, oh no <laughs> and then recently um i have two guys that like have a very very similar name and it's very unique also so like i just see the beginning of it and i'm like my brain auto completes it or whatever mm -hmm. and like one of them's really annoying and one of them is so sweet and like once re recently I kind of like told off one of them thinking it was the annoying dude but it wasn't and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry um like I I fully had to backtrack I wasn't like mean but I was like a, a little curt in an email to be like you know I I just have to like assert my boundaries so much with like mm -hmm. specifically with like time wasting with this one guy oh my goodness um, yeah and, like, it was just, like, an innocent little inquiry from a guy that's so sweet and meek, and I actually love him. And he books me for so long. Like, he, he books, like, four-hour blocks. Like, he's oh, wow. fabulous. I love him. Like, he gives <laughs> me so much money. And, like, I had this curt little reply to him, thinking it was the other dude, and I was oh, like, no. I'm so, I am literally so sorry. Like, that email was not meant for you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> But fuck, like, did I, did I, or did I not say I'm terrible with names? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, uh, uh, yeah. we have, we have one, one thing that we actually did write down that we did want to talk about a little bit yeah. today. So I don't want to go too much longer without mentioning it. So you told me like pre um, recording that you had a hysterectomy <laughs> recently. I did. Can you yeah. tell me a bit about that? Oh my goodness, yes. So yeah, so literally uh, November 17th of last year, I went in for technically a partial hysterectomy. I still have like my ovaries. Um, so they only consider it a full hysterectomy if uh, everything is gone, including the ovaries. If they leave the ovaries behind, but they take everything else out, then it's a partial. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... I have had, just brief overview basically, I have had issues with my period for the entire time I've been having a period. Um, it has just been like, yeah, it's been awful. And it like the, Ugh, like endometriosis so kind of levels of pain and stuff like that. And it's just, yeah. Um, and so that combined with the fact that like, as you mentioned before, I'm non-binary and I'm I was never going to have kids like that was never something that I wanted. And the other thing, like, I'm not going to 
this is a whole soapbox rant that I could go on. But <laughs> if I ever do change my mind and decide that I want to parent a child, that like adoption exists. It's fine. Absolutely. Not yes. to mention like my biology. I don't want to like, no, <laughs> my bloodline ends with me, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> I don't want to pass any of this on. <laughs> exactly. <anyone>. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I had an IUD for about five years, which was like, it was fine. It was definitely like a huge adjustment getting used to it. But then I got like four and a half years of no period and I was absolutely loving it. So when it came time for my IUD to expire, um, which was sometime, I guess, like May-ish of 2022, um, my doctor sent me to a gynecologist because I had said to him, like, I want a more permanent solution. Like, we know at this point I'm never going to use this thing. I It's caused me nothing but pain and grief. I want it gone. Um, so he sent me to a gynecologist, and I walked into that appointment thinking that I was going to have to, like, fight like tooth and nail to get this but we literally like my doctor and I had a 10 minute conversation about like what my like what my life was like what my goals were and stuff like that like we talked a little bit about this kind of work and things like that and at the end of the conversation she was like it sounds like you'd really benefit from a hysterectomy do you want one and I was like wow (laughs) yes please (laughs) so badly I do yes yeah so Yes, she hooked me up and uh, I went in. So I I waited until sort of busy season in my other job was over because originally she was like, this conversation was happening in like June and she was like, oh, I can get you in for July. And I was like, oh my God, like, whoa, there's so much. That fast? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my God. Well, that was the other thing that I was like, are you serious? Like, oh my (laughs) God, that's got to be a joke. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I was getting pranked or something, but yeah. um, Wow. Yes, she offered me July and that was like summer for me is just so busy. And again, in my other line of work, like that's kind of when everything happens. Like there's so many like street festivals and that sort of thing. Um, And so I asked if we could wait until November uh, and she was like, yeah, sure. Like we'll put you on the wait list Um, because the the hospital only gave them their surgical dates like months at a time or, or like one month at a time. So she was like, as soon as they give us the dates for November, you'll be the first person we call to book you in. But like, we won't be able to actually book you until then. So then for the next few months, I was kind of just like, well, this is maybe going to happen. But like, given how many other things have gone wrong in the world, I'm not going to like, (laughs) I'm not going to think about it too hard until it's actually happening. But it finally happened. And I like, I got to say, it is the best medical decision that I have ever made. It, like That's that amazing. oh my god yeah that peace of mind like I and I still I still like I had a uterus for fucking 27 years and I <laughs> like I still have that like oh no what if I'm pregnant wait a minute no that's not <laughs> hold on <laughs> but, but that, yeah, that doesn't go away yeah no it yeah. really doesn't <laughs> I mean it, it might eventually but not not in the first two years or so well, not 
all to all to say like it's that comment that we fucking freak out about that stuff that Truly. like literally you don't have a uterus anymore and you still think that like mm-hmm. that just shows the emotional you know weight that we carry surrounding stuff like that right like absolutely yeah and especially yeah. in terms of like the the pain spikes that i used to get i used to call them like episodes um and anytime i got an episode it would wipe me out like unless i caught it early enough that i could kind of like take some medication i would usually have to like cancel work for the day cancel any plans because i literally like couldn't go anywhere and stuff and not having that as a thing like like i'm I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around it like i i spent like six months like waiting for the other shoe to drop and like waiting to get like another spike and then it just didn't happen and i'm still kind of trying to process that and being like no that's over like you literally don't have to worry about that again and yeah and like I don't have to the biggest thing for me honestly is that I no longer have to cancel work yeah like people people don't realize like so many people with uteruses have intense fucking like stuff with periods like Mm -hmm. intense stuff like and it, that just shows, like, you know, this, what what an impact that has on your whole fucking life. Oh, absolutely. Right? Every fucking month or, like, however often it happens to happen for you. Like, it's so impactful. Like, so for you to suddenly have that, like, just gone, like, mm-hmm. that would be, that would be, like, what a mind fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I also... I have to say, one of the things that surprised me the most, like, this sounds so simple, but I now have, like, surgery scars, and I did mine laparoscopically, so it's not like there's a big, big incision or anything, there's just, like, four little, little X's on my belly, Um, and I, I'm honestly a little bit surprised that no clients have asked me about it. Because I had I had clients who saw me like before and after the pandemic and stuff and and didn't uh, really <laughs> notice. Well, men, you know what, men. <laughs> I wonder though if like if maybe it is like because personally I would think it would be like just out in the like out in the world if you ask someone what their surgery scar was from like I would consider that sure. a pretty rude yeah. question. Yeah, not and, the best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was fully expecting, like, given that, you know, in, in session, like, you know, it's just the two of you. It's so much more intimate and more comfortable. And you're fucking naked. So I, I was fully yeah. expecting at least one or two clients to be like, oh, that's new. Like, is everything yeah, okay? Or yeah. Something like that. No one's asked. And I was like, wow, huh. epic. Cool. Okay. I will say that um, since I was talk- just doing a little surgery update, because mm-hmm. we, we talked about that you and I just pre-recording also, and you're like, oh my god, I was in the same boat recovering from surgery like this month last year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which got us saying, oh, you know, talking about a hysterectomy on the pod once we recorded. But like, anyways, yeah. yeah. So for my surgery, it was supposed to be laparoscopic, and my issue was that my wrist and hand were basically completely calcified I had this condition after my break called CRPS so my whole wrist and hand were like completely calcified so and they knew they like the surgery was to mainly remove a bunch of calcium from the area but like they tried to put you know the camera in or whatever 
and they're like that was abandoned immediately we couldn't even get in even a little bit oh god so they had to they had opened me right up um but it, it would be a totally different i think the recovery would be <laughs> completely different had they just done laparoscopic so oh yeah i'm so glad to hear that you could do it that way because i'm sure it was a bit it was a bit easier in the recovery part of it oh for sure like i was able to get myself up and like to the bathroom and stuff by like day Uh, two yeah great good yeah I, i will say i think the my energy levels were the biggest thing that like it took weeks to feel like i could like carry on a conversation without like needing to take a nap after. Um, Yeah. yeah, That really, it really took a lot out of me, but like by January I was fine and I was back to doing what I was doing. Wow. That's amazing. I'm so glad. Um, That's so funny. Just like randomly though, that I was like going to be talking to you like on my first interview, my first conversation since you were like, yeah, Mm -hmm. conversation, having a nap, Uh, (laughs) that you were going to be my first conversation after my surgery. And like, oh, that's nice because you understand. I, oh my goodness. (laughs) Like intimately. Yeah. I'm like, I might be a bit foggy. You're like, oh, I know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you mind if I ask when your surgery was? Yes, I'm about two weeks out at this point, so okay. it's pretty fresh. Yeah, so yeah. today is the 30th, and my surgery was on the 16th, so yeah. Two, oh my god. Weeks exactly, actually. That's, yeah. Did, did you did you catch when I said earlier that mine was November 17th? Whoa. No, that's I heard November, so but not the date. Whoa, that's yeah. fucked. That's really funny. So yeah, like literally this time last year, I was also two weeks post-op. So. Crazy. Are we twins? What's happening? D- clearly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because and then my second complication, now that I brought it up, I'll just say, mm-hmm. was due to like, so my incision is kind of fucked. Um, mm. It's not, it's not healing. So I've had to be on antibiotics. I got a, got a itty bitty infection and, and. Um, yeah, it's just not uh, progressing how it should be. Oh, goodness. Um, so that's the second complication that happened. Um, I'd be a lot be- further on for the, both those two reasons, recovery-wise, but I'm mm-hmm. not. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. I announced Duo December. I'm only doing duos in December for this reason. Smart. Because <laughs> unexpectedly, this was a much bigger thing that it was you know, supposed to be, or I expected it to be. So I was like, you know what, let's just only do duos in December. Cause I will still have a lot of not, not great mobility at the very least for the oh, month yeah. of December. So yeah. Oh God. So we'll yeah. Smart. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, okay. Well, Amber, this has been like, we did the hour, like really, I feel like that flew. Um, it really did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> at one point I looked at the clock and was like, Oh fuck. <laughs> Same. I was like, how? Like, we haven't even talked about your hysterectomy yet. And <laughs> that's what I did. I was like, shit, I better bring it up. Um, <laughs> so why don't you let all the lovely people listening know where they can like book you or like follow you on your socials and, and all that good stuff yeah um so i am on twitter the sinking ship that is twitter so my username for twitter is uh amber underscore underscore wild i also have a blue sky account i haven't really 
done much with it. I kind of just bought it so that I could reserve the username. But if folks are on Blue Sky, they can also find me. Let me Amber Wild, all one word. And Wild is W Y L D E. Yeah. And then if, uh, in terms of booking, uh, you can find me on the Allegra website. Uh, you can book through Allegra or you can message me on Twitter. Like, I, I am not on the books very often, but I say this to everybody who comes through my door. If you have a day in mind, just message me and I'll see if we can make it happen. Because often, like, I'll try to I'll try to book, like, full days, of course, where I'm going to be working for Allegra. But if I just have, like, a one-off where I can still, like, you know, if I have something else to do in the evening, but I'm available during the day, like, I'm happy to work with clients to figure out what times work best for them. Awesome. So for me, folks, I'm at the Lady Pim One on Twitter. That's where I'm the most active, even though, as we mentioned, yeah, it's a huge <laughs> ship. So there are other places you can follow me too. I have a Patreon uh, specifically for the podcast. There's a Patreon that is the Bed Post Show on YouTube. We're beginning to put interviews up on there again. Um, there's two new vids up there with Ms. Chloe Mars and Goddess Freya Faye, which you should go watch um, with the Bed Post Show on YouTube. And then, yeah, Instagram, I'm at the Bed Post Podcast or at the Lady Pim. I have a Blue Sky account also. I'm at the Lady Pim on there. Same thing. I don't really use it quite yet, but I got the name reserved too. <laughs> and uh, I never like to go an episode without thanking the lovely lady that does all the original music for my podcast. Her name is Stephanie Copeland. You can find out more about her at stephcopelandmusic.com. And then Amber Wilde, thank you so much for this lovely conversation. I hope everybody listening enjoyed it as well. And next week, we will see you with another fun and sexy guest here on the Bedpost podcast talk about sex and sexuality but until then get fucked everybody goodbye (laughs) this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network sonar